stuff, kid. All I gotta say is Portland can't say shit. Sounder Scuttlebutts. We uh, just ended a little skid mark of a run. Three matches that we couldn't win, we couldn't score. And we just beat Colorado this last weekend at Lumen 2-1. And it was quite an intense game. So excited to talk about that. Also have some good Scuttlebutt. Uh, We had some rumors popping up about Luis Suarez. That's been poo-pooed. But uh, might be able to talk about some other stuff. U.S. Open Cup. And uh, a big match coming up against LAFC down in Skid Row. So a couple skids to talk about. I'm Aaron Lingley, and as always, I'm here with Cameron Collins, your El Presidente. What is up? Cameron, that's not your room. No, no. I am uh, in San Jose, California right now. Um, and you're wearing a shirt. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm wearing a shirt. <laughs> not shirtless. Nope. And uh, it's a... Uh, it's the first time I've been here since the last time, which was for that Sounders loss to San Jose. So uh, I'm glad to be down here and not to have to see a Sounders match and just kind of hang out. You know, I lived down here for five years, and um, you are drinking Rubens right now. Shout out to Rubens. What are you drinking? Yeah, I'm uh, drinking Ruben Hazelicious. Nice. I was inspired by our. Uh, match we went to last Friday. That's that, right. We can talk more about that. It was 2-1 win as well, actually, wasn't sure. it? But yeah. uh, I got a burrito from La Vic, which is a very well-known San Jose taqueria. But really, it's not the burrito that's magical. It's their orange sauce. And if you're from San Jose, you know about the orange sauce. So I'm super excited to bite into this giant burrito. This is my drink for the night with orange sauce on it. Step away from the mic while you chew, <laughs> please, for mm. us all. Delicious. Doesn't sound too delicious, but that's just because I'm wearing uh, surround sound headphones. But <laughs> <laughs> it does look delicious. Mm. Yeah, you're going. Uh, you're doing your Willie Nelson, huh? You're going around the the country yep, on yep. the road again. Uh, we, you know, that's Willie Nelson, right? Yes, it is. <clears throat> right we're changing it up uh, as we go. You know, deciding what we're going to do. I think tomorrow we're leaving. <clears throat> excuse me, that burrito got me a little spicy. Uh, tomorrow we're leaving San Jose and headed to Big Sur, and then we're going to go to um, over towards Vegas. On the way to Vegas, we're going to stop in Death Valley, and then we're going to spend some time in Vegas, and then we're going to head to Grand Canyon and Carlsbad um, Canyons and just check out some cool The, ca- state- the caverns? Carlsbad the, the, the caverns. The caverns, yeah. Yeah. Are they awesome? Yeah, it's it's okay, like a good. mile into the earth. It's insane. Okay, then then we definitely need to do that. So that's the plan. We might go by Albuquerque or Santa Fe. We got time, and then and then off to Texas. So it's gonna be uh, that, and that's just like the first part of the trip, right? Then we got to come home. <laughs> we go yeah. we end up in New Orleans, and then we got to come all the way home. So uh, did the drive down to San Jose in one day, actually, uh, and we left late, and I got pulled over, and luckily only got a warning uh, for going ninety one in a sixty five. <laughs> through oh, Oregon. Um, 
but uh, yeah, it's it's um, we did fourteen hours the first day, and because of getting pulled over and stuff, we didn't get to San Jose until four o'clock in the morning. It was rough. The end of the drive was rough, but um, yeah, we're having a good time and got to go up to San Francisco and hang out for a while and uh, see you know go my college today and hang out and look around and be like, how's the weather? Eighty degrees, beautiful. Which is funny because you have like one hundred and eighty degrees up yeah, there. <laughs> Dude, I, and I don't know what the fluid is. I'm not a car dude, but um, but I don't have AC, and I don't think it's like mm. anything mechanical. I know there's a fluid of some sort I should be aware of, and uh, it is rough. Black Subaru driving for an hour from Bellevue to with my no house AC, in Everett. no AC. That is I'm, wild. I am I am supermaning my button my button up shirt in the garage at work and uh, taking my shoes off, and wearing socks. It's it's terrible. We would die driving through Texas, probably literally, if if we had yeah, that. no, probably. I mean, I'm surprised I haven't so far. It's uh, I'm born and raised Seattle, so this is not fun. But we're getting through it. Um, let's talk some scuttlebutt, man. Yeah. So soccer, 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 because it's happening right now as we record. Uh, we have one twenty plus two against uh, or during the. Sporting KC Sacramento Republic semifinal for the U.S. Open Cup. So 120 plus two. So that's exciting. I think we can agree that anyone who doesn't live in the Kansas City area is rooting for the Sacramento exactly. Republic. Right. So we'll keep it. We'll keep some tabs on that. Uh, Orlando City beat up the Red Bulls five one um, in their match. I don't know anything other than the scoreline. Um, presuming probably what. Well, actually, you know, back when we were. Young club, we were playing our best eleven. Yeah, and I, I doubt semifinals. New York is. Um, uh, I don't. Oh, here's the lineup. Uh, yeah, they definitely. New York did not play their starters, so okay. they had a few. Pato. Oh no, that's a. I'm gonna talk about. He plays for Orlando. Um, oh no, they had some starters in there, but yeah, it looks like they did go long, young in a few places. Well, but still, that's I mean, that's brutal. Yeah, and they're. They got 36 points, third in the. In the Eastern Conference, yeah. So I can see why they're not in there. I mean, LAFC's probably going to run away with it, but they're only nine points down from them in terms of supporter shield. So um, I could see. I mean, you don't start. You don't start a subpar squad and, and hopes to lose five one. Uh, so you, you know they wanted to win, but good uh, good for Orlando. They don't have have much I don't think they have anything in a trophy cabinet. So um they're in the final, they're hosting it looks like so we haven't yeah. talked about the US Open Cup this entire time and except for the the youngling rounds, right? So it's kind of good to bring it back. Anything anything else going on in the soccer world? Suarez did not happen. It was a long shot, and that was on my notes to talk about. We were going to record last night, but uh, you're on the road. That's fine. And uh, we got a short turnaround. We want to do a short show anyway. So yeah, I'm glad we actually didn't record because that would have been about five minutes of nothing. Um, <laughs> but it would have been that would have been fun. It would have been fun to see Suarez with with us, obviously. And honestly, we could say there might have been a need for him uh, if Rui Diaz can't string five, six, seven, eight games in a row. Yeah, I'm curious about his injuries and whether this is the start of, like, hamstrings always catching him or if it's just going to be the beginning. And, I mean, it's just a, a, a blip and he'll a be blip. fine. 
I don't know. I mean, it's that's, wasn't there other stuff that he other reasons he's been out other than just since he's been with us for the last COVID four years. And um, I think there was Beyond a foot, COVID. He, foot foot thing. He got his foot stomped. That's on. what that's what I'm thinking of. But everyone gets hurt, I guess. Um, this just seems like uh, it's tickling my worry my worry bone a little bit. Uh, we're not going to be able to win playoff games without him. So, um, okay. You you got anything? You know, I don't think um, soccer wise, we've heard too much too much big news. I did see uh, some political news, but we'll we'll stay away from that on the podcast. Some big breaking news in Congress today. So definitely for all you you political science heads out there, um, go go take a look at that. Uh, there was another transfer that I thought was pretty interesting, and I'm trying to remember. Um, who it is, but uh, instead, I'll talk about something that happened um, a little bit ago. Um, a man died after getting into a brawl at an Oxnard um, in California, greater Los Angeles area. He got in a fight uh, with another man because they disagreed over a refereeing decision as part of an adult sports league, and they got in a fight, and dude ended up in the hospital because of the brawl and just died, so... We love we love soccer, maybe at all levels, but maybe don't take it so seriously. We don't need people seriously. dying. Yeah, that's terrible news. Yeah, so such a bummer. Um, uh, shout out's not the right word. Uh, condolences to his family and everyone involved. Um, it's it's a you know crazy world we live in right now, and it's just not worth dying over soccer or any sport. Come on, for real. Um, who didn't we? We got a couple. I think Jordan Moore, did Jordan Morris make the All Star team, and who else? Oh, they added new players. Up. That's I should know that, but I kind of just checked out once we didn't really have some good players. I mean, we only we had two on there, maybe one. Yeah, I don't think we were we have mentioned it. I think it Jordan came out Morris a weeks and ago, so I feel like Nico, maybe. Let's check. How do you feel about the All Star game in terms of uh, players being in it? I like it. Um, I don't want our players in it to be used full time. I, of course, want them to start. Last year was super fun since we had like, what was it, like six of 11 starters or some yeah. crazy number. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, uh, I'm i not too too wild on players that have been injured playing unless they need the minutes. Right. So we got Jordan in there. Raul. <laughs> so. Raul, yeah. No, thank you. When is the All-Star game? Yeah, that's a good question. That shows you how much uh, we care about this. I feel this. like it should be coming up any, yeah, August 10th. So probably right bef- right after our next recording because we have a match on Friday and then a match on Tuesday at home. So we're probably recording after that. Yep, yep. Which would be, uh, yeah, I don't see us recording two before that. So that'll be interesting. I don't, I don't. I don't want Rui Diaz starting that at all. No, no, definitely not. Um, question for you. Um, I'm prepared. <laughs> Maybe. There, uh, England has decided that any fans who rush the field I saw that. are going to get an automatic soccer ban. Or automatic ban, obviously. You're going to get okay. soccer. Um, we already do that here for soccer. Like, if you rush the field, you're going to jail. Baseball, they do yeah, you're it. you're going to jail. I think basketball and football, 
college, let's say college basketball and college football are the only places where you can seem to do that anymore. Uh, what do you think about that? Is that something that you think we should should be banned um, for safety or uh, is it like especially yeah. at the college level, like something Stupid. that's super fun to celebrate and be out there? And... Uh... Now, I guess I guess maybe it like can't really have it be in context, but I mean, when you bring up college and that's if there's a celebratory atmosphere about it. I don't even think that anything negative about rushing the field. When I hear rushing the field, I'm thinking someone trying to make a statement or they could have some nefarious motives, right? But if if it's something celebratory, I don't know, I guess, how do you draw a line? Um it's hard, and and the one thing that yeah, because I, think... I was only thinking, I was only thinking nefarious stuff. Like you know, if you're a streaker, look, I mean that's silly, but you know what I mean. Like if you're a little off your rock, no one knows who you are. Human beings are nuts, especially nowadays. So um, think about those people who ran obsessed with this sport. who ran on the uh, I was going to say on the pitch, but on, on the 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 racing the track, track uh, at Silverstone. At Silverstone, and and they weren't even protesting F one; they were protesting. Um, an oil company that had nothing to do with it. And just, well, <laughs> oil. Right. I mean, it's involved, but they, that's not what their protest wasn't about F1 necessarily. You know, they weren't protesting the drivers and I just, Oh, it was also fascinating that Lewis Hamilton was like, Oh, we support them. And, and then, and then Mercedes had to be like, Oh, um, Patronus is our sponsor. Uh, we, we don't support them. Uh, you know, he yeah. just believes in free speech. But, so for, for context, um, for those that don't watch F1, but it's related to what we're talking about in terms of is this nefarious, is it a statement, but what what could happen is incredibly dangerous. So yeah. in F1, uh, Silverstone in, in England, um, protesters came out protesting an oil company. Oil company, and, use yeah, oil, something whatever. Yeah, a deal that the British government was making with oil companies yeah. in some way. And, and, and they got out there somehow i mean it's these are not baseball fields football fields soccer pitches these are multi-mile like three mile long track circuits so perimeters large can't have a, a guard everywhere but they got out there and they sat in a line across the track they and everyone else involved in driving a car uh stewards uh not not stewards but um I want to say merchants. That's, that's the wrong <laughs> word. The marshals, yeah. the, the 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 individuals that go out and assist with any accidents and things like that on the track, were were lucky that there was an immediate red flag. Race stopped um, because of Zhou Guanyu um, having a terrible crash. Um, got out of it. Uh, yeah, a, a terrible crash. Safe, so that's ter- great. There was no loss of life. It, one of the but, craziest lo- crashes I've ever seen. And no one dies. Yeah, yeah, you'll that you'll ever see yeah. in, in F one at least. Um, but the fact that this was going, they they were going to come out on the track anyway. Um, if that had not have happened, it could have been very, 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 very dangerous. Oh yeah, not only likely do those death, I mean, you, you, likely death. A car hitting someone at two hundred and twenty kilometers per hour 
I don't even know. I've been having to do this all week since since Charlotte, who's traveling with me, is from France. So I, I'm constantly figuring that out. I mean, that's why you got pulled over. Yeah, yeah <laughs> right. I, 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 was, I thought I was going. <laughs> so uh, to bring it back to more of your topic and not so much F1, the fact that it wasn't like they were doing anything nefarious. They were trying to make a statement. Right. And honestly, I'm, I'm, I'm not even against it, right? Uh, but the matter of doing it could have caused driver death, martial death, their deaths for yep. sure. And um, and least important of all, but still a factor if you're a fan of <laughs> least important of all, but still a factor if you're a fan of the sport. Uh, damage like a twenty two million dollar car that they then have to rebuild. Yes, long spectrum of oh fucks, but um, I guess that's what I was thinking of when you said that. So I'm 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 for it, and and I guess if one person if it prevents one death. And also at the same time prevents 20,000 people from having a really good time for 15 minutes. I think we go with, well, let's save the death. <laughs> so, um, I mean, there, there, there's a lot of history, not so much with, uh, stamp stampeding, but, um, yeah. death uh, at uh, accidental deaths at, at football pitches because of mass crowds and things like that. It all hell can break loose. Right. So. It, to make, it makes total sense. And, um, the one thing I think about, and sadly I was not at the game, but the one-game playoff for the Mariners in 95, um, I didn't get to go because my dad said, oh, you have to go to school and I have to go to work. And then since it was uh, like the day before his birthday, his office gave him tickets and he took my aunt who had never been to a baseball game before. Thanks, Dad. Um, at that game, the, the the fans did rush the field because you know the Mariners made the mm-hmm. first time playoffs ever. And I, it was so ce- uh, celebratory that – it truly uh, is just kind of like a a bummer that that can't happen again. But I'm I'm on the safety side. I'm with you. Like we 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 can't, especially now. Players are getting paid so much. They don't want they don't want to get hurt. Like just stay off the field. Don't be an idiot. Yeah. So that was a good topic. Um, let's bring it. Let's bring it to the to the game, man. Let's uh, let's get to the game. I'll put our little intro song on. That's not ours, it's the Sounders. Sounders win 2-1. Yeah. You were there. I was not. I'm having a, a rough year of attending matches, and, and I particularly this one um had a lot of up and ups and downs really bummed i wasn't there but your your general takes on it two one colorado yeah Rogue got a yellow now i usually treat two yellows i treat games like a uh i'm at work right we got to come talk about it in this podcast we're very serious you and i and and we need to break it down and so i don't drink f1 conversation for the scuttle but yep (laughs) I don't, I don't drink at games. Um, however, I did do some public speaking at the game uh, beforehand to all of the rave donors. And uh, so I had a couple of drinks before I went up there just to calm the nerves a little. Did you know at the bar across the street from the stadium, they have vodka drinks that are like giant Capri Suns and they come to you in the pouch and you and it looks like you're drinking an adult Capri Sun. It is amazing. So what, what bar is this? Uh, the one right across from the... The stadium, uh, it is, 
I don't know the the public house sluggers quality athletics. No, for further down on Occidental, over towards um, uh, the convention center. Take me there. Take yeah. me there. Oh yeah, it was it was fantastic. So maybe had a little That's bit too amazing. few many of those. Got up to the donor thing and they had free mai tais. <laughs> so by the time I got to the game, uh, we ended up going into the bar that is on the club level. Uh, at uh, there's like the all you can eat restaurant area. And so we went there, went to that bar. And so we were literally sitting in the giant windows. You know, if you look at like the, the south and above ECS, they have those giant windows. Uh-huh. We were sitting in there watching the entire first half. So the, go- the oh, Colorado man. goal was right in front of us. Um, so Silly. I did have a little extra um, liquid courage in me and my, my rooting factor. But that was a rough goal to start it off. You know, it's it, three minutes the fastest. Yeah. This season, for sure. It, it was definitely something that uh, I struggled with at the time because uh, I was like, here we go again. And, of course, 1-0 was? was my prediction that we would lose in the game. Mm-hmm. So, and, and guess who scored? Uh, of course, Jonathan Taylor, who we talked about at length. Jonathan Taylor. Oh, I did it again. That's what the I called Colts him last time. Back. Jonathan Lewis. I did it again. Uh, side note, side note. Because they, I think they were drafted the same year. Jonathan Taylor, um, Chris Carson retired. Yep, yep. Later, Chris Carson so. and KJ Wright was signed to a one-day contract. Aww. So he's coming back for one day to retire a Seahawk. Okay, okay. Uh, back to the game. So Jonathan Lewis scored. Who? Who we talked about? Quote being unquote dangerous. scored. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, he quote unquote scored that last match. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But here's a guy who you know had a couple assists in the match before. Uh, has been goal dangerous and just stepping up all year long, and he did it again. Um, uh, went over the line, of course. Alex fell back into the goal trying to save it, and uh, we were down early. And that looked actually did he did he, you were he, there? But did they did you see any? I thought he actually got hurt, Alex. That is the way he there is got post. up. Yeah, I didn't see him hit anything, but the way he got up seemed like he did, and I was like, "Is he milking it?" So maybe he actually did hit one of the posts. No, there's a there's like a little post there. Yeah, not like the goal. I don't know what yeah. the how much give it has, um, but he he hit something not just net when he hit that. There is a little fly because the windows are open all over my house. Um, it's so funny for, for the listeners. My mic, that's my for hand. the listeners, Aaron has been waving his hand in front of his face the whole time, trying to get it fly away. <laughs> And I'm I so literally thought he was just – no, I thought you were just ripping him, just farting and being like, oh, man, this smells terrible. Oh, you don't wave away your own farts. You got to grade him. It's the mm. fart game. Yeah, so, yeah, I'm I'm glad. That was scary. I thought yeah. he, I thought he got injured for a second. But that get, then I'm just angry after that point when he gets up and goes, I'm like, are you freaking kidding me? Yeah. But – I'm pretty impressed. Pretty. I'm very impressed with the response. Yeah. 75 to 25 possession. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't lack, like just lazy possession. Keep the ball away. It was we are going to score. We need to freaking score. Yamar tried to score. <laughs> it looked again like we weren't going to though because. I know. Yamar, wide open goal. Amazing save from their keeper. Uh, someone else had a wide open shot and just met, didn't. What are you talking about? Amazing save. He jumped straight up. Didn't go off his hands. Yamar? No, when Yamar. Oh, Yamar, Yamar headed it into the ground and it went over the crossbar. I thought it hit his hands on the way up too. The keeper. Pretty sure it didn't. Well, I was. It was on the opposite side of the field of me from me. So and you were wasted. I, I mean, I wasn't wasted, but I had had some drinks. Yes. 
You were wasted. So it it, it was – but I was literally on the far side of the field. So, But there was a, several other times where it felt like the, it just was not going to happen. Mm-hmm. And then yeah, uh, I'm going to watch the highlights while you while you talk just right. because now I'm like, I don't want to sound like an idiot. No, uh, I mean, you're probably right. Uh, I don't think I ever watched the replay. But uh, and maybe I saw a different save on, on a, uh, you know, a, a different. Well, we were peppering him. So yeah. and he played well, that that keeper. Funky looking. Yeah, he's good. And uh, we finally get a goal off a free kick. Um, where the ball stopped rolling, or uh, the ball kept rolling, and we took it from the wrong place, way back from where we should have. Like it was significantly many yards back okay. and across uh, the field. I, I was like, "Where? What are you talking about? We haven't. I feel like we haven't scored a direct free kick goal in in years." But now I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah no. okay. I mean, it was and the, by the way, we take the free kick. Keeper wasn't even close. This was just Yamar was one to two yards nice. in front of the of the goal and just said. 90 degree angle down to the ground. <laughs> and breaking news Sacramento beat Sporting KC 5 4 in penalty kicks. So Sacramento, who has been robbed, should be in the MLS, has been robbed because their top donor dropped out, is and on their way missed. to the U.S. Open Cup final. Graham Zussi missed the clincher. <laughs> Not the it. clincher, the one that would keep him up, actually, yeah. I, I presume. Yeah. I love it. Yeah, it was goal, 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 miss, boom. Man, they're having a rough year. I'm happy to see it. Okay, so you were talking about the uh, – this is going to be a topic. This is yeah, going to no, be it is. five, ten minutes. So, so Sounders, so what Sounders is, take was a free it, kick. Was this it was Roe who foul, got right? injured or fouled? Yeah. I think it was Roe. It was a bleachy blonde man. Gets fouled at about ten yards on our on the attacking side. Uh Am I describing this correctly? Ten mm-hmm. yards in our attacking third from the from the midfield line. They the ball rolls back across the midfield line, and then they actually look like they kind of kick it, delaying the a quick restart. Yeah. And Lodero says, "Well, fine. I'll just take it from here then." And the ref sees it. I mean, he's whistling, pointing, and then sees that we did the quick restart and uh, allows it to happen. So continue with your thought. Yeah, so free kick happens. Uh, perfect pass f- f- to the far side of the field to Jordan, who just runs right at the goalie, passes defender, and puts it in the net. Well, it actually went to Madronda. Oh, Madronda first, who, gave it, it, who then collected it, it Jordan. Yeah, perfectly. But, and then one, one more, one more touch, and then yeah, laid it off right to Jordan yeah, with who, the ship. Who just had a run and uh, from a crazy angle too. I, I he doesn't usually shoot from there. I feel like he usually passes from there. So I, you never really see Jordan on the right side of the goal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it, it was it was great to see and finally have that goal. But then was it really a goal? What Why do I say think? that? Oh, you mean uh, it's like the ball went in the net. Ball went in the net. <laughs> uh, but but, but yeah, dude. Yeah, the the they. Colorado's keeper immediately went and complained. All their players complained. The The ref talked to VAR, mm-hmm. and they made the decision not to review it. Okay, so um, this is a little plug for our Discord because we have some great conversations on there. You should visit. Yes, I should. I'm, I'm looking at you. Yes, I should. Um, <laughs> but th- we there was a good back and forth. Not so much back and forth about this, but our, one of our, I would say our OG listener Rick uh was mentioning that was it Rick? Yes it was. 
Um, and I agree with this. Restarts are always a judgment as if to, if it's close enough to the spot. Um, and to everyone's point, they're much less concerned if you take it from a well behind than well in front. And that's what I was saying earlier in the Discord, too. It's like, usually it's more of a, is are you gaining an advantage by moving the ball or taking it from this spot when mm-hmm. you shouldn't be? Really, the, it's either where the foul occurred or if it's, basically, if you're accepting the disadvantage from and and from the location and replacing it with a quick free kick. Like, okay, I'd rather take it quick even though we're further away, because I see an opportunity here. But um, this was like 20, 30 yards behind. Yeah, it was 20 yards back, yeah. Yeah, so I can see from a technical... Well, I mean, soccer's so <clears throat> not technical when it comes to rules and stuff like that. Right, so, it's weird when offsides is so technical, and then yet, and, and, and if the goal crossed the line or went out of bounds, but then there's other things. All the time, players take it from the wrong spot and kick it backwards, and it's fine. If you kick it forward, yeah. they stop it. But if you kick it backwards, they don't care. Well, it's what I'm not. The fact that Pro came out and said that it should have been is yeah, like here's here's that's the, what's it's kind of ticking me off. Here's Pro. You're statement. gonna read it, okay? Pro referees. Pro can confirm that an officiating error occurred in Seattle versus Colorado in MLS Week 22. The free kick that started the move the move leading to Jordan Morris's goal for Seattle was taken from the wrong position and should have been retaken. This play was not reviewable within VAR protocols. So once they went to review it, they couldn't review it. They had to stop it at the time before the goal. Which, yeah. But so, the, the, their, their, their line – go ahead. So they're basically – the pro came out and said that, that that goal should have never counted because they should have stopped it. But there's nothing – but we didn't. There's nothing we could have done. Yeah. Well, also the the line that it was taken from the wrong spot. Um, have you watched any free kick? I mean, it's right. it's never the correct spot. No, it's never. Usually a five to ten yard guesstimation of where yeah, the foul happened. But come on, be real. Half the this time, is fouls like, aren't even fouls. This is significantly also, back. Oh, oh, I know. I I understand. I, I would have had that. no problem but, if they called it back at the at the moment. If he had, if, if as soon as he took the free it, kick, it, they, they blew the whistle, stopped the it, and made him move it back, I would not have had a problem. Which happens all the time. Yeah, but but also there's all the they kicked it too. They kicked it back there, <laughs> so it would have been ten yards closer. Right. That's the and thing also, is Colorado. How many times do they not get? Do players not get yellow cards for standing over balls when a quick restart? Can, is allowed to happen, and they do that all the time to. to us. And they don't yeah. let, and the MLS won't allow quick restarts a lot of the time. They make you stop. The Sounders try to do a world class restart constantly, and they won't let it. Do you say world class restart? Yeah, that's what they used to be called uh, back in the oh, really? in the nineties. I don't know if they still use that, but yeah, it, because uh, you know, the, in the MLS, we we always stopped and had to retake it. In the rest of the world, mm. it's, it's world class. Like you just set it down and go. Like what, what are we waiting for here? I didn't know that. Yeah, unless it's like a shot on goal where there's going to be a wall and stuff like that. In a normal free Mm -hmm. kick, all the time people put it down, make sure it stops rolling, and then just immediately take it. So yeah, uh, I didn't. I didn't know that that was a a thing. Well, to wrap it up, I mean, it was a world class free kick or restart. Yeah, um, because the touch from Adranda was a hundred percent. Yeah, that was it was incredible, and then the perfect layoff. I mean, he only had nine yards to the end line at the point of contact or so to, to lay it off like that to Morris, who 
also with a perfect touch chip, which you don't see him do a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, he prefers his outside of his right boot and any angle, but yeah, that was, it was sublime. So that got us on the board and then Morris again gets us, uh, Wait, I want to back up a e. minute though, before we do oh, that. Okay. I want to okay. talk about, we're at 30 e- minutes already. Yeah, Cause you're well, totally right. We're going to go. We're going to go. go. keep going. Um, I want to go to something you said, which was that you were mad pro referee spoke on it. I am as well. And here's why. We've seen far more egregious things happen against the Sounders and probably done by the Sounders that they never comment on. Never. So to comment on that goal, because I don't think if we don't score that goal, I'm not sure the game opens up the same way for us. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure we get that confidence back and start playing as well as we did. So that goal to me was so crucial in that game. I think we lose one nothing if that goal gets taken back. So the fact that they commented on it when all the other times it's uh, way like just things don't get they never comment on it. It just makes it's it's upsetting to me. Like and to your point, they didn't comment on the other egregious refereeing call in that game, which was Roe getting a second yellow. And we can talk about that when we get to it. Okay. okay. Let's talk about so, the run that Jordan made when the goalie took him down and led to a, to a penalty kick. Was it PK? At, but the PK was after we were down a man. Yeah. Oh, was so it? I, yeah. You're right. It was because we got way better once we were down a man. So let's go straight in. I'm, I'm going to get self-conscious here. Let's, I have the time. No, you're correct. Me. My problem is I still have COVID brain from when I had COVID a few weeks ago. It's. My brain does not work anymore. I don't have any concept of time. Uh, remember that time Tony Chersky had the ball stolen from him in the soccer bowl? That's we should talk about that next. <laughs> um, no, you're correct because we got way better and scored yeah, the game-winning goal was. with down down a man. Well, and also we weren't at that point. We weren't trying to delay the game. No, we weren't trying to time waste. Why would we be? We we we're down a man and we're tied. Like at home, so, we want to win this effing game, dude. What do you, what do you think he's doing? He he sprinted to try to get to that ball, didn't quite get it. And Zach Wani was saying this on the broadcast. He just basically absentmindedly looks at it, like screw it, and just like kind of tossed the ball and started jogging back deep in the attacking third. He's not worried about them restarting on us. He was the only one near it. And anyway, there's ball people every fifteen feet. And the, there's a, there's a ability to get the ball and throw it in anyway, and the throw-ins take 20 seconds sometimes because they're just uh, motioning a ball above my head for 20 seconds. So it's to to maybe go talk to him and say, "Hey, try not to throw it out next time," makes complete sense. But to remove him from the game is absolutely ridiculous. And for Pro to come out and say, hey, "They took that another 10 yards further than they shouldn't have," should have stopped it. And say, well, or they should have said, maybe should have kept 11 men on the field for them. Because that could have completely changed the game. However, we won, and that might have changed our season. And a good, for the better. So, while uh, in my heart, I agree with you. Intellectually, I'm going to have to disagree. He he deserved a second. To say yellow. intellectually, <laughs> he deserved a second yellow and should have been kicked out of the game. And here's why: for tossing the ball. Yes, here's why. After the game, during his press conference, Brian Schmetzer said, 
that has been a point of emphasis from Pro, and they made very clear that you will get a yellow card if you do that. So it was an absent-minded thing he did, but he knew, <laughs> but he knew, and it was very clear to him that he would get a yellow card if he did that, which is why as soon as he did it, he didn't argue as much as he was just like, oh, my God. Eh, a little bit of arguing, but, you know, like, that has been a point of emphasis. He knew it. Has it happened at all? Well, not that I expect you to know this. If that has been called, there's been, what now, 20 matches per team? Mm-hmm. How many balls have gone out? Good How question. many balls have been tossed? It's a good question. I've, How many yells have been given for that? Obviously, I have no idea. But as Schmetzer said, he knew the rules. Fair enough. It, it was a point of emphasis. They didn't. They came to the teams and said, "This is something we will give you a yellow card for." Mm-hmm. So, from that perspective, uh, I think that it. Um, uh, I don't have a problem with it. Um, the other thing I would say is that what he did after he got the red card, I think, is phenomenal and will be something that brings the team together. He went and waited outside the locker room, and as each player came back in, he apologized and thanked them for winning the game. Oh, so Kellen. Right? He said, I, I know he have, I screwed up. Was he, was he pouring a glass of wine for each of them as they came back? He should have been, right? But yeah. uh so yeah, so I, I think it led to what could be a really strong building uh, a team moment, like built team building moment for for us in the locker room and um maybe bring some players together at a time where we have seen some friction maybe between say Garth and uh Schmetz and things not going uh, the way either would like, and maybe this is a chance where it can get us back in a winning direction, and then none of it matters because when you win, everything's good. Yeah. Uh, speaking of friction, do you know anything about why New Who was absent? All we know is that it was a discipline matter, and it has been dealt with internally. Hmm. So. Uh, I, Makes me I, think you can't tell me. <laughs> no, I don't. I don't. I, that's that's okay. literally all I know. I, I wish I did know. Everyone, but. basically, our relationship is he can only tell me seventy percent of the things he knows. <laughs> um, no, it was it, which makes it, for great podcasting. That's what Schmidt said. It was a discipline <laughs> problem, and um, they've dealt with it internally. So that's all we know. Um, you know, I don't know what it was. I, I, I don't like to speculate. He's probably getting a physical with PSG, and it'll be announced and signed uh, next week. <laughs> I just – I hate – for me, it just brings it back to he's just – he makes poor choices sometimes uh, on the field, and so maybe he did it off. But, you know, that maybe that's unfair. I'm just – I love Nuhu. I have a Nuhu jersey, but uh, I, get, I get very frustrated with him. You've called him petulant before, yeah. and I don't disagree with that. Yeah. So I, I'm sure it was He's also like incredibly that. talented and, and very unique. Hey, he seems like a great guy. Oh, speaking of which, after the game, uh, Abu Bakar uh, apologized if I butchered the the pronunciation. No, but he doesn't, right, yeah. he doesn't play for us. Uh, from Colorado, had a friend at the game, and he jumped up in the stands, and I I got talked to him for a second, and tell him he played a good game, and he made me come back and shake his hand. So I think he really liked that a p- opposing fan was nice to him. So shout out to that dude. He seems like really awesome. Wait, what? He, he was like in the stands after the game talking to a friend, so I talked to him for a sec. Abubakar? Yeah. 
Oh. What 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 did you say that um he apologized? No, I didn't. Whoa, where are you coming from? I I said that he had a good game and he made me come back and shake his hand and said thank you. Oh, I completely yeah, completely misheard what you what you were saying. Okay. Yeah. So I I wasn't expecting you to say you interacted with him, I guess. I yeah. just like what are you what are you talking about? Where are you getting at? No, he oh, seemed well. like a cool dude and I know he signed autographs for um Dan, who was with us last week, Dan Boniface, his his son, who is in uh, the Rapids youth system. Oh. I think we said academy system. That that's not right. He's in the youth system, but whatever. Uh, it, uh, future future MLS yeah, MVP. Future MLS MVP. So that's what matters. Uh, but uh, he said he's gotten autographs from before, and he's cool. So it was nice to see him come up and um, uh, you know not uh, he played a decent game. So he was involved <laughs> in some of that stuff though. He was guarding Jordan as he ran through before the goalie took him out. <laughs> Uh, I have to I have to mention back to the Discord. Everyone should jump in, but Kenny Slop seventy four today. I presume this is just moments before the 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 PKs were taken. If I have to fucking if I if I have fucking have to watch. Okay, he's he was he was angry. <laughs> Basically, if I have to fucking watch Graham Zuzzi take a penalty tonight, I think I'm gonna break take a break from soccer. <laughs> Graham Zuzzi misses it. He's like, lol, thank God. So anyway. uh it's pretty funny to see someone's timeline match up with uh, the heartbreak of Casey. <laughs> um, uh, other notes I want to have. Okay, pretty big news. So, or could potentially be big news for our middle of the park CDM pairing with that row yellow, double yellow. We saw Roldan go to his OG position. And he was great. He first came to us, right? But not only was he great but it allowed Rusnak to even be better than mm-hmm. what we've seen recently. I think we saw some peak Rusnak with, I know I did, we did with JP, um, in terms of him playing that role in this middle of the park, not peak in his career. Obviously, he's not scoring goals and assists, but he's unlocking a lot for us. Um, got us to the promised land for the region. And then JP goes down, Obed fills in, phenomenally well but Obed is not Christian Christian is the Swiss, the Swiss army of this team and he didn't skip a beat sitting there and and it, it's pretty tough mid-match to be prepared for a completely different position even playing that other position you're more comfortable in it for a couple of years now and then to just be thrust into it down a goal with a play, and even if he haven't played with Rusnak in that in that way all year, like it just it was seamless, and it really to be down a player did not feel like we were down a player that whole time to me. I think I think the tactics were perfect. I think that pairing was perfect. And do you want to see that moving forward? Because I think I do. Yeah, I mean, I've wanted it all season. The reason it's not happening is if if um, he's going to make the World Cup squad. Christian has to be on the right because uh, Acosta's ahead of him at, at, at that CDM position, so he won't make the team as a CDM. Uh, so I have, I've, yeah, I've you don't think him. he's put in enough to show that he's. Uh, you know, I don't know. I I would hope so, but um, yeah, I I I don't think you want to mess with it, right? You don't want to do anything to hurt his chances to make. Uh, the Nash, the the World Cup roster, and who's you, Schmetzer or the general fan? 
Schmetzer and, and uh, the team, Schmetzer and Garth, because you want to make sure that your players are rewarded for good play and that you do everything you can to make sure that they are successful and get what they want, because that's why people want to come play for you. So I feel that I feel that, and I'm not, I'm not, and I don't disagree with it. But to not, what if we, what if you, we can win MLS Cup this year, or we don't, we don't even make the playoffs, and Christian World on makes it to the World Cup. That's where I. That's that's kind of where I see. So what this path? What's, going. So we went in now. We might not make the playoffs. Or we have a dynasty because we keep bringing in good players. I mean, that's the hard thing, right? Like, what if then players go like, "Well, if you're going to do that and mess around with people, I'm not going to go play for Seattle." So it depends on if you're thinking short term or long term. Um, do I think he should be kind a of center a dynasty though? Yeah. Do I think he should be a center defenseman? Yeah. Obviously, we saw why he belongs at that position. If Obed were here, do mm-hmm. I think he should be? No, probably not. No, because Obed is that good, but uh, or if JP, obviously not. But yeah. right now, he is the best option at that position, and we become a much better team when he plays it. So, do I want do him to play do you it? Think yes. Sorry. Do you think it will? He will. Do you think Smith will put him there the next, the next match on Friday? I think that's a hard one. It doesn't look like Rui Diaz is going to be back. So no. not that that directly affects that decision. I mean, it affects it to a degree because to who, a, who's going to be the, better on the right coming forward? Who scored more goals? Well, Roldan is goals and assists galore. So that's probably a guy you want in a more dangerous position if we're not going to have Rui Diaz. But maybe, but maybe you start him on the right and then move him back to center defensive mid if we need to. Uh, or the other way around. You could do it both ways. Maybe you start him at center defensive mid, and then if we need some offense, then you move him up because then you prevent it. You know, I think it'll depend on where he's at. Like, he's the type of guy that I feel like will play anywhere he's told to play. But Yeah, definitely. You don't he's pretty much said that after the game. Yeah, but you don't want to put him in a position. So I'm hoping behind the scenes they're having the right conversations with Burhalter. They're having the right conversations and being like, look uh, – has he shown enough? All of the, you know, and and maybe he has. Maybe you're right. I don't know. I'm not to give him some like that. Um, that's a good point. I, I mean, didn't think we're clear that they talk. They talk. Yeah, they talk. Burhalter pr- uh, probably shouldn't even be the USA coach at this point. He's only there because of nepotism. You know, so uh, his brother being in the front office of U.S. Soccer and having played with uh, the GM of U.S. Soccer, it makes it easy mm-hmm. to pick him. And um, most people already see him as gone after the World Cup, which I assume means that we're not. Doing well in the World Cup. Uh, the only thing that has ever sold me on Burr Halter, and I know this is not a U.S. MNT podcast, but uh, is that the players, the young guys, seem to love him. When they score, they run to him and hug him, and that says a lot. They're not running to the sideline. They're not running, you know, in the corner. They're running directly to him and hugging him. Well. So, I don't know. If but, we get to the round of 16, then keep him. Yeah, but I think uh, I, I, Roldan I, I should think. be starting ahead of Acosta anyways. I mean, Acosta's going, has played in every game for the last year. I mean, all, every 2021, he played every single game, and he's played, I think, everyone in 2022 as well, hasn't he? So, uh, yeah, I, sure. I, I would put Roldan ahead of him for sure. But uh, for whatever reason, Bohalter doesn't. Um, so... Yeah, it's a tough question. As a fan, obviously I want him at center defensive mid. Um, do I want it to risk his USA spot? Um, I would hope they do everything in their power to make sure it does. that's not the case and that maybe this is just a short-term thing. 
Yeah. Well, locally looked fantastic. And if, let's hope, like I said, those conversations have happened. So if we do see that, it's not a detriment to his international career Mm -hmm. because it's certainly not a detriment to our season. And Rusnak looked great paired with him. And Madronda is, I mean, he's not, MLS all-star, but he is, he, he's dynamic and he's got a soft, some soft feet. So that, that, that assist, that collection from Ladero, if we keep seeing a, that's, that's how a winger should play. Um, so pretty excited that we saw that when we were down a man Yeah, and to win the game from it. So yeah. And of um, course a, a brilliant forward. penalty from Nico as usual. Oh yeah, I, I actually pulled up some tabs here because I was like, he's eighteen for eighteen now, seventeen mm-hmm. for seventeen in MLS. Uh, I don't know where that other eighteenth one is. I'm guessing Champions League. Um, but I was like, so what's like the who has the most in a row? Uh, I can in a quick search before you popped on here before we started recording. It looks like Robert Lewandowski. 31 in a row from the 4th of August, 2015 to the 17th of February, 2018 God, European date format is just makes so much more sense. <laughs> the day of the month of the year. Duh. Yeah. Um, Ricky Lambert. Don't know who that is. Max Cruz. Presuming he's German. And uh, yeah, so that's 31 by Robert. Ricky got 30, 24 and then 22. So, and this is a two years ago article. Um, so seems impressive, Nico, but you got some work to do. I mean, what about Brad Evans? <laughs> well, wasn't he like eight for eight? Oh, I was the only eight. I mean, he, he never missed one. Uh, so I assumed it was more than that. Well, that, uh, yeah, batting a hundred is great, but, yeah. um, I thought 18 for 18 was like otherworldly. <laughs> and then I just look it up. I'm like, okay, so there's. There's people from other worlds. <laughs> so, but it might have been. Um, you know, who knows? Maybe in MLS history, it's high up there. Oh, I, I, that I that I'm probably I'd be confident to say I'd put money on it. But um, still impressive. I'm just joking. But I was actually just curious to find out. So in a five second search before we recorded, that's what I was able to pull up. So to put it into some global perspective, it's decent. Um, cool. So we are playing. Do it Friday. Ooh. Nervous. I'm nervous. LAFC looks good. I mean, they've looked good all year, and I was really hoping this Gareth Bale signing and Chiellini. I haven't seen it. I haven't really been following them. Just looking at stats, but you don't really see defenders show up on stats very much. But um, so I don't even know how much he's played, but or Gareth Bale for that matter. But the fact that they've signed them, they've been on the team for a week or so now, two weeks, and they're not skidding. Um, I'm worried. We're yeah. not coming in with Rui Diaz. We don't have JP. We had it was an pr- impressive match against Colorado. Good team fortitude, but to be in LA, it'll be cooler probably <laughs> down there it than will it actually, will be yeah. up here. Yeah, so it's only supposed to be oh, 80 this weekend in LA. You're in San Jose now, and you're going, but you're kind of cutting the corner. Yeah, no, we, to we were going to go to LA, but we're cutting we're cutting over to Vegas uh, before then. Uh-huh. Now, by the way, Brad Evans was ten for ten uh, in penalty kicks, including uh, the best one, which was the one against Olympia in the Champions League. Olympia, yeah, we talked about it with Nick. Yeah, uh, yeah. So, um, 
We don't have to go into LA. I don't know much about LAC, like I was just saying. So I don't know how much you know. I don't think we need to do a deep preview on it. But what is uh, what do you kind of expect out of this match on Friday? Yeah, I mean, they're, they're first place in the West. They're really good. Um, they have an embarrassment of riches with Vela and uh, Bale. Uh, and then uh, you also have uh, people like Latif Blessing, who are, are huge talents that maybe haven't uh, played as well as everyone thought they were going to, but are still really good. Um, and just a lot of really great players on the field for them. So I, I was unhappy when they signed Bale because it's just like we can't keep up with that, right? Like mm-hmm. it, it, it's mainly f- uh, FOMO, like or not FOMO. What's what's the word when you're jealous? Yeah, I mean it's a little bit of FOMO, but when you're you can't keep up with other teams when they're able to sign players of that caliber. Um, and mm-hmm. we saw him score a great goal. Uh, and be super excited. And I just, we don't have, we did it before the season, I guess, and that's why. But we don't have the money to bring in a player of that caliber. And that worries me down the stretch because I don't know if anyone's beating LAFC barring injuries the way they're playing. I mean, we're down to, it's the 27th, so eight more days, right? The 4th of August is the deadline. And Gareth Bale's a TAM player, so right. I don't, I don't, I, because it changes yearly. I don't really know the intricacies of the the financials of MLS, but let's get creative here. <laughs> <laughs> uh, maybe there's something. I mean, Dempsey popped up, and then a few, four or five days later, we're at the airport. <laughs> so, um, who knows? But you're right. Um, it's it's hard to keep up with, and we're not that kind of team. Uh, Dempsey literally is the biggest. Uh, I mean, you can count Humberg, but that w- that was inaugural season. Make a splash, right? Right. No, the, and and you get you get you sign the one DP. You can't just pick someone from Uruguay to be that guy. You have to pick Humberg. Yeah. So and as um, Garth has said see. many times, and as Jackson reiterated on the the last episode of the show when he was on Jackson Feltz of uh, Sports Radio KJR. And Sounders Weekly and the pre and post and halftime show. Uh, uh, they we've spent our money. We don't have mm-hmm. money to sign a player, even a TAM player. Like we don't. So if we're bringing in someone, it's new who goes to PSG, and maybe there's someone out there who can make an impact, but that's unlikely. So barring a trade or something, I just I don't see that yeah. happening. And then um, going back to LAFC, they have not lost at home since May 18th when they lost to Austin, who is a very good team. So, uh, so they're due. Okay. That's a good way to look at it because otherwise, uh, they had one tie at home and then I don't think they lost. Oh, they lost to DC United at home in February, but, uh, that's, was that preseason? February. That's preseason. That's gotta be preseason. So, uh, they don't lose They don't lose at home. (laughs) Their only slip up lazily was at Vancouver. Uh, it's, uh, it's going to be a tough one. Can we win it? Of course. We're the best team in the MLS when we play Ever. like we should. Do I think we are going to win it? It's hard. I don't think so. I hope. I think we'll be lucky to get out of there with a point, and I would be happy with a point. Yeah, I was going to say what's your prediction because mine is I think I'm going to give it a 2-2 because I'm optimistic. Ooh. But I think it's going to be a dramatic 2-2 where – they will make it, it'll feel like a loss. 
like we're down the entire match. We might not even become level with them until until it's two two. I like, but that. I want to see goals. I want to see goals. I want to be. Even if we lose, I want to see goals. Um, to have no goals for three games and then to score like one and a half, right? It's a penalty is, is counts as a goal, but I want to see a run of play goal. I want to see the whole team work through it. So I, yeah, and and I mean, let's be fair. We tied them at home one one. It just felt like a loss. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, other than that match, back. though, they're scoring two two plus goals most game. U.S. Open Cup, they only got one, and then their loss to Vancouver zero. Uh, but they're scoring two to three goals every game. So, and, and you know what, Ariaga looked looked good against Colorado. Yeah, so he's due for a mistake. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fair. No, I mean, uh, I, but but uh, that pairing of Yamar and Ariaga when they're on, they're on. Yeah, yeah, totally. So I am gonna say, gosh, I hate to say this, two one LAFC, and we have a late goal in like the the eighty ninth minute that's meaningless. <laughs> They're just too good. Right. They're too good. Our defense has been too sloppy, and we would have to play. This is not the team we played at home. They have Gareth Bale, mm-hmm. and and <laughs> and Vela can start. He's not coming off the bench now. So, uh, yeah, it's they, and they're at home. They've added two MVP quality players, and it's at home. So we are going to need to step up. We need somebody to do something. I'm afraid we won't score at all. Without Rui Diaz, like we did, Jordan finally did score, but that was against Colorado. No offense, Colorado, but uh, they are in yeah, last no. near the bottom of the table. And this yeah, is LAFC. Terrible. So prove me but wrong, that might please. Be the confidence Sounders. that Morris needs. Right. Prove me wrong, Sounders. We need Morris goals. We need rolled on goals. We need uh, that new who goal. And if there was a team in the MLS. I think if he weren't a Sounders fan and it was a one-off, like if, if everyone wanted LAFC to lose this current LAFC team, I don't, I don't, there'd still be a lot of people that I think would pick us because of our history. Of, we did do that to what was the best MLS team in a season. Did they, did they beat Toronto's point total that season, 2019? Yeah, pretty sure. Yeah. So um, we have that. We have, we have the coaching staff. We have, the precedents. Um, we have the spine to do it. So yeah, we might not have the, the big names, which is weird to say. We never have <laughs> uh, though. I mean, we had Dempsey, but, but we've but always I meant the relied. Quali- the yeah. quality of name is no, our team, our players have been known throughout the league. I'm not saying globally, internationally, right, like right, right. known players. I'm just saying like, we have been so good that the whole league knows who our players are. Yeah. True. True. Very um, true. So yeah. I hope we're wrong. I mean, I'm wrong. You, you, I like your prediction. Uh, I I just I worry I'm pessimistic right now uh, until I see that Col- the Colorado game was not was was not just a blip because we've seen this before right we beat Toronto three nothing and yeah. then we fell apart now Toronto holy cow they are good now that they brought in their it's been what one game but they brought in their DPS and uh, uh, two MVP level players and they've been amazing. So. Yeah, we got we we got in, and got out before <laughs> before it got dirty, yeah, uh, which is nice. Yeah, it's very nice. Well, all right, let's let's wrap this puppy up. Um, I will again plug our Discord. Get in there; it's in the show description. Good place to just uh, speak sounder friendly or have sounder friendly conversation. You don't have to be cluttered with any yeah. of the other 
Twitter stuff. Um, we'll pop in some topic ideas every now and then. On that, it's just uh, shooting the shit. It's scuttlebutt. So please jump in there. And also, if you enjoyed this, give us a rating. You know, not much of a self promoter this podcast, but it does help us. We spend a lot of time organizing this and 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 talking and and editing and putting out content for you guys so it does help us and who knows who knows how big the the scuttlebutt will be in a few years right but yeah go out review it on wherever you listen please do and subscribe yeah and subscribe give us five stars those Uh downloads are the the, that's the stat that's the stat of podcast downloads not listens. so that does help us but the more you give us five star ratings the the more we can get featured different places and we'll come up higher in the rankings and uh, we all know you love us. We all know that we, we should do a billboard. We are the number one Sounders podcast in all of the land. But it would be, be fun to just see scuttlebutt. Yeah, above I five, like on yeah. a, a billboard. Okay, or Let's on make Aurora. It happen. Let's do Aurora. Aurora. I think that's more fitting. <laughs> yeah, people who scuttlebutt. know. Yeah, people who know know. We'll just leave it at that. <laughs> yeah, right. All right, man. Where, the, where can they find you? You can get me on Twitter and Instagram at Legal Minded Punk. You'll find me on Twitter at A A R O N L I N G L E Y. That's Aaron Langley for those of you who can't spell. <laughs> if you can't spell, then you're not going to find me. <laughs> <laughs> at Aaron Langley. Yeah, My phone's it works. Not doing it. it works. Well, you I know who I think work, we should yeah. hear from right now? James? Yes. Our favorite person in the world, James Waller. Bye, James. Bye, everybody. Bye. You can follow the Sounders Scuttlebutt podcast on Twitter at SSFC Scuttlebutt. And for all inquiries, including questions for the gents or sponsorship opportunities, please email contact at scuttlebuttproductions.com. Be sure to subscribe to the show for new episodes following every Sounders FC match. And don't forget to share your feedback by rating and reviewing. And you can follow me on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at BritVoxus. That's BritVoxUS. We'll see you at Lumen and go Sounders. Alexa, who's the best MLS team of all time? The Seattle Sounders are both unequivocally and the best MLS team of all time.